<clears throat> I believe the uh, exact sentence was uh, dipping my toes into the talent pool. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, it's a, a statement I have with the backroom guys where as soon as I'm now in podcast mode, I uh, I go, I, I become talent. Yeah. Um, you get immediately short-tempered. Oh, my and God. And irrational. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's great. Good don't, times. Don't approach me with any editing tasks, shooting tasks, right. any of this. Keep keep high-level conversation. Like, let's keep it about the show, okay? I don't do that stuff anymore. Listen, I got to go out and talk for 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> can, can we keep me focused here? Uh, good times. Uh, well, welcome to Off the Seaton Path. Uh, my name is Seaton. That, of course, is the French kid, Brendan Pike. How are you, Brendan? Uh, muy bien. Yeah, have the uh, you hit the midsummer slump yet, or uh, are you still good? I'm observing the midsummer slump. <laughs> I, I'm now like I'm doing a full dossier on what happens on the show and on the set with uh, with you guys when we hit that midsummer. Nothing's really going on in sports, so there's a hunt for content, uh, focus. Right, this, there's sort of just people spraying buckshots all over the oh studio. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I thought the uh, whole, you know, Todd Pizzagate situation was was something um, to be feel tense about. But uh, when uh, when shots get fired on air and it's just palpably tense. It's funny. I must be immune to it now at this point because I'm like, I don't, I honestly right now what you're saying, I have n- no idea what you're talking about in terms of tension in the studio. Yeah, I could be more aware of it because uh, I got I got ripped on by Dan for the first time since I started working here. Oh, <laughs> which felt now like now I'm starting to see where this is all coming from. I I like I had that like betrayed energy in my chest. I was like, Dan. <laughs> What are you talking to me like that? It's me. I thought you Dan. were my friend. Dan, what are you, why are you saying this to me? What did he say? Uh, no, he's just making fun of my socks. The black socks thing. Oh, the black socks thing. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> I forgot for, all about that. For some reason. It, Can you explain? Yeah, I just. Because I, you I, know what? We probably have a large contingent of people who are listening to this that don't watch the Dan Patrick show. So uh, we just need to fill them in gotta, a little bit okay. in terms I will, of. I will. I will bridge that gap. Um, I wore. I rarely wear shorts. Number one, ever, in my life, because my wife just laughs at me all the time. Um, yeah, there's a shortsgate DC thing too that's also connected to this. All right. So, uh, as somebody who is often, I'm, I'm somewhat shy occasionally about wearing shorts. Um, I didn't know when we were in Washington DC. I just said thank you, Mario. I appreciate that. Uh, Mario just grabbed some iced coffees for us, which sidebar. Over here. <laughs> Tala talent needs now. Talent needs iced coffee <laughs> in the other studio. Um, I was never a iced coffee drinker, and just recently I've become a huge convert, and I think about them all the time. I'm always like, I'm trying to find another way to squeeze an iced coffee into my day, because they're just that good. Yeah, that makes you an official New Englander. Yeah. Hold on a sec. Um, what were we, oh yeah, so we were in, um, thanks man. Yeah, shorts. We were in D.C. and you wore shorts one day and I just said, oh, you're wearing shorts, huh? And I didn't mean it as anything. I really, I didn't mean it as some type of like shot or anything like that. 
And uh, apparently I, it was a sensitive subject for you, and I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I just never wear shorts because every time I put a pair of shorts on, my wife starts laughing at me. And she <laughs> thinks I look like a little kid. So I'm always just a little... <laughs> and <laughs> you you came up to me, and you're just like, oh, shorts today, huh? And like, yeah, I just like everything that gets said to... to Anybody by anybody on this show about anything you assume has this level of like, this is a, that's a thing. It's just a thing. There's like a tone of voice that, that, that this, this studio imbues in you. Every, and, uh, every compliment is backhanded. Oh yeah. Uh, that we have to actually get that. What you just said transcribed because it was <laughs> so hilarious and so accurate. Like everything said by everybody in this studio is always something yeah hey you look comfortable you dress comfortable today that's good <laughs> oh sorry okay, okay oh, so okay. i look like a slob or yeah. what um so anyway we fast forward to uh, so your wife makes fun of you for wearing shorts i just randomly mentioned it and mm-hmm. offended you and then you decided to wear shorts to the studio i decided to wear shorts to the milford studio because it was still very humid out and when i wear shorts i Oftentimes, we'll wear tall black socks, which is a thousand percent a look these days. It's just a thing. It's been a thing for quite some time. And then I just come into the studio and I start doing my job. And Dan points at my legs. He's like, oof, that is a bad look. I was like, I was taken aback a bit. And he's just like, no. Like, if you showed up on the playground wearing tall black socks and white tennis shoes, that's who I want guarding me. And I was. Then it just proceeded. Paul brought it into the live looking, and like it was compared to Fritzy's style choice, and yeah. it, it just—that's never a good. Th- if you're being compared to what Todd's wearing, that's you're in bad company. Yeah, no offense. And I mean, I will say that uh, basically all four of you on that side of the glass came to my defense. Not necessarily my defense. Not. God forbid that you would defend somebody, but more the defense of the tall black sock look in general. I did not defend you. No, you defended the look. I did defend. I. You know what it is? I actually took the chance more to take a shot at Dan by saying, I think your reference point here may be a mm-hmm. little dated. It wasn't a shot. It wasn't an opportunity to be nice. It was an opportunity to be mean. <laughs> it was just doubling down on meanness, yeah, actually. exactly. Yeah, if you really start, you know. Uh, breaking down what happened there, right? I it, in my mind, I was defending you. In reality, what I was actually doing is just taking a shot at somebody else <laughs> and yep. not defending you at all. So like, I could have said, like, no, I think Brendan looks good. Leave him alone. Right? No, no, no. But that's it's uh, anyway. So I that was the first time I've ever Dan's ever like made fun of me <laughs> like that. It doesn't feel very good, does it? No, it's it's awful. <laughs> and like I just. Uh, like he 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 busts my chops about film stuff all the time. Like he'll like call me Scorsese or Hitchcock or whatever, Probably. and uh, that's fine. But um, yeah, it just it just it just struck a chord, and it and it made me sort of like hyper aware of like the emotion in the room, and there's just tension. Like I don't know how else to explain. It. Yesterday, it was either yesterday or the day before. Dan spent an entire live looking, watching your shot silently, stone faced, just just like watch, my basketball shot, watching your basketball shot, and uh, 
you know, the whole apologizing to Andy for the behind the back. Yeah. Pass yeah, that was very face. strange. And it was just, uh, it's just a weird time in the studio. But Yeah, that's the summer, I guess. Although, you know, usually there's nothing to talk about, but there's been a lot of really interesting sports news yeah, happening. For sure. Um, but I know, you know, maybe Dan gets bored by that. I think so. I think he likes the seasons, like the basketball season, the, the football season. I yeah. think, I think that's, uh, you know, but it, it, it was just, it's just interesting. Yeah, it is. It's a wild time for sure. Um, you so. know, I, I have to be honest with you though. I've been mostly obsessed with, uh, and I can't stop looking it up. Um, this story, this really has nothing to do with anything that we've been talking about, okay. but I just started looking it up again while you're talking. Not saying that what you're saying was boring me. Uh, fair <laughs> enough. That's how conversations change. But oh, when no. you have a computer sitting in front of you and you're like, I wonder if there's been any update to uh, the Russians hacking our power grid. Yeah. Because I am, <laughs> That's I am beyond obsessed with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Obsessed. So I um, I don't know. I mean, maybe you haven't seen it, but if, if you did, there was just a story the other day. I think the Wall Street Journal had it where uh, some of our, I don't know, counterterrorism agencies or whatever it is just realized that uh, Russia has hacked into the U.S., our, our power grid, and has the ability to cause mass blackouts right now. And that right now, uh, like, I, th- I don't know that our government knows if they have control over it or not yet. So... It's like, uh, you know, like everybody thinks of, oh, when it rains and your power goes out, it's no big deal because the power company is just going to go ahead and fix it. And there could be two million people without power or something. And they're like, ah, it's no big deal. They're going to fix it. It'll be up, uh, you know, by the time we wake up tomorrow, power will be back. You would have no idea. Right. Right. And then especially, I think it was Well, you would have no idea what? Well, no, you'd have no idea that, like, is this. I mean, I guess you're saying that, like, if this is, like, a... If there was a blackout attack where, like, all the power got wiped out across the country, we would just assume it's something that's going to go back up, right? Well... Uh, I did, sorry, did I miss the point you were trying to make? Um, well, no, no. I mean, I think maybe just jumping ahead a little bit, but, like, I w- no, you, you just think that their power is going to come back on because that's what happens in storms. But if you found out... If, if it wasn't raining and, you know, massive... Of there was a blackout, and then you are able to get on your cell phone or something, say, or you're able on a radio to listen and hear, oh, this is actually happening in, you know, New York, Boston, Miami, Los Angeles, Dallas, Chicago. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, something really bad is happening now. Like, this happened. is actually a terrorist attack or like a cyber attack or something. Another government's coming after us. And that, um, you know, that's not like getting your power knocked out. That's this. That's real trouble. Yeah. That's uh, where, you know, the army is going to have to be deployed. And so I've been I've for the last several months, I've been reading up on exactly these kinds of things. Right. I know people are super into like zombie stuff or whatever. And I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself a prepper Mm. because I'm not really an Armageddon type guy. Right. But it does. If you just pay attention at any point in the last, say, 10 years, it's it's completely aware of how fast the world is changing and how uh, poor our infrastructure is and, and ready to handle this type of thing, right? Yeah, Where, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I actually remember when you, you approached me, it was probably like a year ago, I would say. You came up to me and you're like, I'm kind of into this doomsday prep thing. Yeah, all right, yeah. And then I proceeded to send you the contents of my bug out bag. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, oh, man, all right, I found the right guy here. Yeah. Uh, and so... Right. So like I yeah, I have a bag 
Now, you, I have way more stuff in my car than I ever had, just in case, for some reason, I needed to walk from the studio in Milford to my house in Hartford, Connecticut, to get back to my family. I have everything that I would need where I can, I can take that walk and survive and sleep overnight and make fire without a lighter. Mm. Just, uh, just throwing it out there without a lighter, although I do have, I have a Zippo on me all the time. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, all of a sudden I have a pocket knife with me all the time when I never did before or all of these different things. And then, so then this Russian story thing comes yeah. out where I'm like, they hacked our power grid. I immediately sent it to my wife. I'm like, babe, this is exactly what I've been talking about. This is it. This is the kind of stuff that can happen. And that people, so I just watched this other, um, I watched this documentary, uh, on is national geographic, I think. And I think it was called. American blackout, baby. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's exactly this scenario where a foreign power hacks into our power grid and they're causing mass blackouts. And it's like this fictionalized thing, even though it looks like a documentary of what would happen in the days following that. Right. And in this thing, and I, I think it's supported by some, you know, people who know this, like military people who know these kinds of things and understand, I don't know, mass. Uh, civilian epidemics, if that if it's even a probably term. some sociologists and stuff. Okay, sociology, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, where they're like, it's only going to take like three days before all the food is gone and you can't get any water, and that like your neighbor starts looking at you like, uh, I bet they got food in their house, yeah, and I'm gonna go take it. And that people think that you have you know a month or two before it gets to that point, and you really only have like two, three, four days before somebody's going to break into your house and try and take your stuff. Yeah, if it takes that long, so I like, feel like I feel like it would go. I think, I, I mean, especially where I am in New York City, I feel like it would hit. I mean, it it hits the fan like anytime there's a power blackout. Anyways, like right. there's a normal power blackout. It's like boom, right? Stores on all the stores on the block got looted. Like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So if it's like a national thing like that, oh boy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I, t I do. I talk to my wife about it. Like we have a plan mm -hmm. where I'm like, hey, this is what we need to do. If you know, I mean, it's not fully formulated, uh, but it's at least something that we're conscious of right. and we've thought about and where she needs to get to and take uh, our son and our dogs and if I'm with them, if I'm not with them, that kind of thing. Yeah, I heard um, the the big thing is like. And what we sh yeah, I feel like the big thing is like knowing how to react in addition to having a plan like because, you know, you could plan for days. But the those there's all those variables. Right. Like what 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 would you actually what's actually going to happen and how is it going to happen? is almost entirely unpredictable. So right. I feel like how you react to situations is almost more important than. Having that plan, you know, like mm -hmm. learning how like. I don't know, like self-defense classes and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Oh, it's, my gosh, dude. Yeah, I haven't even really. <laughs> There's, there, it, <sighs> it, it, it's a whole. Like, I'm not, I'm not prepared for uh, as, many, as many fist fights as you get into in your life. Yeah. You're not prepared for life and death. No way. Hand-to-hand combat? Not a chance. Actually, no, take that back. I am. I'm highly trained. Yeah. Just in case. Oh, yeah. Hey, listening. by the way. I'm actually highly trained in this type of uh, stuff. And my you hands don't, are a registered weapon. You do not want to mess with me in this situation. Yeah. You back. <laughs> Dude, this stuff is fascinating, though. Yeah. I have been kind of, I've been diving. I haven't done a, well, maybe it is a deep dive. But I have, uh, you know, I, am I looking for off-grid property? Possibly. 
Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. I, I think you've already said too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, right. Any security expert in the world would be like, dude, you just gave away everything. What are you doing? Oh, my God. There's yeah, the... so my escape plan is uh, I'm going uh, yeah. to go down to Wall Street. Right. Come to this house. Meet me here. I will have five gallons of water. It's a trap. Man, this stuff is so so fascinating, though. I've never actually watched any of the TV shows that are about this, but I've considered it. Yeah. I, have. I do like reading about this stuff, and I just like um, looking at lists of stuff you're supposed to buy mm-hmm. and, and being like, oh, I have this. I don't have that. I, I actually, to a point, I try to avoid like watching those shows because I know it'll just like finally push me down the rabbit hole yeah. of like going all in and just like buying land and putting a bomb shelter and like yeah. just like it's. I kind of want to avoid that to a point. Like, I don't know how deep I want to go. See, buddy, you're already avoiding it too long. I know. You should already have this stuff in place. I know. I know. This should be actually, I don't I don't even remember how we got onto this topic other than yeah. my obsession with it. But uh, we should. This this could be a spinoff. This, we could do a spinoff podcast on this because I don't know that necessarily everybody who's interested in the Dan Patrick show is interested in this. But I bet there's a lot of people I who are. I bet there are people in the world who are. You know what it is that got me? I'm watching, uh, I used to watch Walking Dead, right? Mm. And I stopped for a while because it just got too crazy, as if, Mm -hmm. like, the whole zombie thing wasn't crazy enough, but, like, the storylines just got under my skin, and I was like, forget this, right? Yeah. But one time I was watching um, The Walking Dead, and uh, I had tweeted, like, the one thing that's, like, I I can't stand about this show is everybody is a great shot. Right. Everybody, when you're watching these scenes, right, and they're killing all these zombies, they have exactly six bullets and they can take out six zombies. And you're like, and I'm like, dude, occasionally you miss a shot. Right. So I put that out on Twitter that everybody it drives me nuts that everybody on this show is a, is a great shot. And people sent back to me. That's because everyone who is a bad shot is already dead. Boom. Oh, my God. In the face. It actually got me like uh like I felt like my heart sink and like into my stomach, and I may have gotten like cold and clammy and sweaty, but yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense." If you're a bad shot, you already got killed by all these zombies because you don't know how to shoot. Those people are already dead. Holy! It was at that moment immediately that my head exploded because I realized I am not prepared at all for any type of mass epidemic thing. Like, maybe not a zombie apocalypse, but. Maybe, uh, what if the power just goes out all over the place? And it was like, holy crap, I have to start figuring this stuff out. And that was probably, maybe, well, maybe a little longer than a year ago, but I've been super into it since then. Yeah. Man, this stuff is fascinating. Very, fascinating. very, very interesting. Um, speaking of foreign governments and powers and stuff like that, though, um, we were in Washington, D.C. a we, week ago. We were. We shot a uh, Off the Seat and Path. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, was gonna, supposed to be ready this week. Probably going to be ready next week, um, which is okay. Uh, yeah. That's fine. It happens. it happens. Editing schedules, post schedules. <sighs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. I get yep. it. Um, yep. But it, it'll be fun. It'll be good. As long as they don't lose it in the edit. Oh. <laughs> I've had that said to me more times than I appreciate in my life. <laughs> don't lose it in the edit. Oh, good. It's like, hey, thanks for uh, being here for that shoot. Yeah. Great. Now don't lose it in the edit. So yeah. Okay. Like, oh, sorry. Like, I wish uh, I could talk you know to what? you about We shot it. all this amazing content, but the guy who edited it together, he messed it up. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. If only right. I could treat your performance with such candor. Uh, <laughs> oh, zing. Zing. Uh, um, yeah, but we were in D.C. That was a fun trip, man. That was that a was, ton of fun. That felt like a 
good one because we had all of our we had all of our usual crew that we have in New York for yeah. a lot of them, and then we also had two former DP show studio guys there. It just felt like a a very I don't know, not like a reunion, but like uh, I don't know. It just had like a really really good energy to it the whole trip like dan was in like really excited like we all like went out together like he actually hung out yeah he hung out with everybody like like two nights in a row and i think that was because like you were just saying i think that was because of the crew that was there he knew uh, everybody he knew everybody and plus right it wasn't just say like casey and nick who used to work with us here in milford it was all the people from the new york studio we're mostly uh, there. A bunch of big people Kaz. from L.A. Yeah, Big Kaz, who, um, he's the dude who, he's one of our cameramen here in Milford, and he also was the guy, the Putin guy, all the way to the right-hand side of the 30 Dudes top shirtless pick. Far, far right. Far right, right, yeah. Right next to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> right next to Ed Sheeran. That was that dude, was one yeah. of the my most favorite nights that we've had in show history. Yeah, that was a good one. Was that night um, uh, that, that infamous shirtless photo? Yeah, that has since inspired a great deal of working out <laughs> uh, on my end. And uh, a gross... I, know, I noticed you didn't have any donuts yesterday. Any birthday yeah, donuts? Uh, a gross realization <laughs> of of uh, you know post married life body, I guess. Um, but. You know, you gotta you gotta find the inspiration somewhere, and anything for content. So and a public shaming like uh, that uh, will do it. Yep, we'll do it. When uh, Dan Patrick can say side boob to you, you're in a good place. <laughs> yeah, you know how people have uh, what what's it called like uh, accountancy? You know where people have uh, oh, like people- the person that makes you work out. Yeah, makes you keep working out like accountability partner. Accountability partner. My accountability partner is the Dan Patrick social media fan base. I guess just staring into. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny. You're just getting a little tiny drip and drab. Mm. Okay. Well, oh, what Dan made fun of you, and some people on social media made fun of you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's. Oh wow, that must be really difficult to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I well, get I think the story about how that picture came to be, I don't know, is, is, should that remain a mystery? Yeah, maybe. Mm. I don't know, because it's a, it's a good story. But well, it's I mean, also who's, like, who's ever going to tell that story? I mean, we don't, you're never going to tell that story again. No. Right? So we were, we're sitting in, uh, in the bar, and there's, I don't know, eight of us, maybe, with Dan, uh, Patrick being there, you, a couple of other people, and Casey. Who Casey Garrity? He was from uh, Hashtag Millennials, and you know used to host the Box Score. Mm. He's our guy, right? He's one of our buddies. Nick, who is his best friend in the whole world, um, was coming to the bar uh, where that we were already at. And Casey, just out of nowhere, he's just like, "Oh, Nick is on his way! Quick, everybody, take their shirts off!" Yeah, and then without thinking, everybody's just like, "Sure," and we, we all were, popped uh, our shirts off. He, and it was sort of like, "Oh yeah, if." We were all sitting here, and Nick walked in, and we all had our shirts off. That would be really hilarious, right? It's possible we had already had a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. and so uh, everybody takes their shirt off, and we're just sitting there looking at each other, trying not to laugh, acting like we're being normal. And Nick walks in through the door and sees us, and within a split second, takes his shirt off, sits down at the table, and he's like, "What's up, fellas?" Yeah, Immediately fell right into it. Didn't didn't drop a beat. Didn't uh, just 
didn't bat an eye. Smile. Yes. Was just like, what's up? He was so comfortable. And but you know what though? The thing is, Nick and Casey are shredded. Right, they're Cut. in great shape, and actually, if you follow either of their Instagrams, they're pretty much without their shirts on all the time. Whereas for fellas uh, like myself and myself, who uh, the word side boob has been mentioned with me, I definitely have a huge gut. I got some type of what are these things that develop just above your hips, like uh, muffin top? <laughs> I don't know, love handles. I don't love know. Handles. I got some type of spare tire thing happening. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time with my shirt off, especially not even at home, Mm-mm. let alone in public at, or at a bar, a random bar in Washington, D.C. And uh, so they were very comfortable. And that somehow then also led to a picture of all of us. Yeah. Once... It was like this huge moment that we just had to capture. And actually, if you look, there are so many great things about the picture. It's like you can analyze everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. Casey just has the best face. He's like so confident and proud. Of this moment that he's created. Kaz looking like Putin off on the side where he's like, God, I haven't done this in 30 right. years. It's great. Yeah, he Ever since like, I was in the Navy. It looks like a Navy photo from like yeah. World War II. <laughs> like, yeah, it was uh, just so funny. It was like a, a, a true moment captured for sure that we were all enjoying. And there was a little bit of, was it awkward the next day in the studio with everybody like, hey, uh, oh, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. That, uh, it was oh. fun. It's fun. It was mm-hmm. fun because, of course, we immediately put it all on social media, and it was, uh, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great. It was funny that I just, like, I woke up the next morning. I was just like, oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I kind of did that, too. I forgot about that. <laughs> I kind of did that, too, and I was like, uh, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, when I told my wife, she's just like, why? Yeah, so, so why did you do why that? Why did you do that? And then I explained the story. She's like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I get it. That's funny. Yeah, I kind of that. My wife does a similar thing where she's just like, uh, "Okay, uh, why? I, I don't really get it, but uh, okay." I'm like, "Are you gonna be mad? Or are you gonna be embarrassed?" She's like, "No, no." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Do you think I should do this?" She's like, "Ah, uh, that's not my decision." <laughs> yeah, like, babe, do you think I should do this? Uh, not my call. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> I I will say I think I have the only face in that photo that looks like I'm kind of looking to the side and I'm just like, wait. What? You definitely have a face of like, why are we doing oh, this again? I was just like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for the photo. I was just like, hold on. Uh, why hold are on. we doing this again? Why are we doing this? <laughs> and then like, I'm not happy with the way I'm. Sa- they're, 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 oh my god, I've got so much buyer's remorse with that <laughs> photograph. Yeah, stuff. I still, I love it. I still I, don't. I, I don't I, care. I, I love it too. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But you just wish you were in better shape. I it. just wish I was in better shape, or at the very least, uh, yeah. had done the uh, the Slater chair sit that Dan did. Then you wouldn't know I was. Dan did a great shit. job of covering up. Uh, his arm looks jacked. jacked. Just cut. Yeah, it's like he'd been preparing the, for that moment. Like he's right. like, oh, I know exactly how to sit. Boom, yeah. got it. Yeah, that was a wild one. Uh, you yeah. know what? And unfortunately, uh, none of that footage will be in the uh, Off the Seaton Path episode. No, uh, no. which it probably would have. That would have been a great episode if you, we could have done that. You know what was really funny? Um, Ed Sheeran and I were walking into that AT and T studio, and AT and T has these monitors. Mm-hmm. That just give like AT and T news updates. Yeah, and one was top trending AT and T related tweet, which was a photo uh. of all of us <laughs> that was in on those same TVs across the nation. 
Not that picture. That picture. Hold wait, hold up. What? Uh yeah, Pete's got a Pete's uh sorry, uh Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Pete has a uh a, he took a picture of it because it, it was just they have like a scrolling it shows like stocks, <laughs> news, updates, whatever. Top whatever. tweets. And then top tweets for anything related to AT&T, which the Dan Patrick show is. Oh dear. So people coming in that, oh, that for a normal Tuesday morning. Oh dear. Just see a bunch of shirtless dudes. Oh dear. Oh. That's not great. It's well, pretty, it's fine. At least it was the last day there, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, well, well last, last day at AT&T. Anywho. <laughs> On that note, uh, oh man! Just like I was saying, I, I really regret doing that. Uh, no. no, no, I don't regret it. No, regret I regret nothing. No, nothing. At this point, you know what? You are who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Own it. Yeah, you got to own it. Uh, but I am. I would like to get in better shape. Let's be accountability partners. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. I'm in. I'm in. Have you worked out today? I did not today. No. Are you going to? Yes. What are you going to do? I'm going to go for a run. I'm staying in Connecticut today okay um, maybe so, i'll go for a run when i get home yeah i'm going to run on the then again trip. i might also take a nap <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you, yeah that's that's fair I, can't, I got nothing uh no actually no i'm gonna be an accountability partner yeah. earn that nap yeah just earn go it. run for 15 minutes yeah that's great do something um all right well that's uh that's about all the time that we got yeah. uh new off the seat and path coming next week from washington dc which i'm pretty stoked about uh super stoked on the hartford one that will be hopefully the week or two after that yes we shot a, a little... bunch of good stuff yeah uh and that's about it all right um brendan have a great day thank you you too see right. go run see you buddy bye